this a little closer. Production value. For <laughs> what they're paying for. Oh, so uh, now I forget how I always start this. Uh, you're going to change today, uh, for better, for worse, on purpose or not. So why not make it good? Change starts today, and we're talking about character strengths and virtue, and what kind of person do you want to be? And today, appropriately talking about gratitude. Appropriate. I'm in a place where some of what I am most grateful in life for happens to live. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start because you asked me to launch us. I did. By reading a few words about gratitude. This is from this book, Character Strengths and Virtues by Chris Peterson and Martin Seligman. And I love who they chose as like an exemplar of gratitude to be able to perceive gift, to experience joy in it, to feel like I didn't deserve it. Uh, uh, and uh, they talk about G.K. Chesterton, who's a great writer, thinker in the early 20th century. Here's what they write. He delighted in the ordinary, was surprised and awed by his own existence and the existence of all else. Look at what's behind this. He set for himself the conscious goal of remaining childlike in his sense of wonder and vowed not to succumb to the monotony and boredom that saps so many lives of joy and purpose. This sense of wonder at the ordinary is best illustrated in his letter to his fiancée, Francis. Oh. Which is a pretty cool name. Yeah, pretty cool name. In which he is apologizing for an ink stain on the letter. I like the cyclo-style ink, he writes. It is so inky. I do not think there is anyone who takes such fierce pleasure in things being themselves as I do. Isn't that wonderful? That is really good. The startling wetness of water excites and intoxicates me. The fieriness of fire... The steeliness of steel, the unutterable muddiness of mud. Uh, and then he writes also about how um, the test of all happiness is gratitude. Mm. The test of all happiness is gratitude. Children are grateful when Santa Claus puts in their stockings gifts of toys or sweets. Could I not be grateful to Santa Claus when he puts in my stockings the gift of two miraculous legs? <laughs> that was a nice double play on stockings there, <laughs> GK. <laughs> well done. We thank people for birthday presents. Can I thank no one for the birthday present of birth? So... Uh, uh, his his idea that really gratitude is in many ways kind of the root of virtue and of a good life because we're the recipient of so many gifts that uh, if we were working right, we would see them all the time and we would be seized by gratitude, even in the midst of sorrow and suffering. Mm -hmm. Laura, your thoughts. My thoughts. Thank you, Professor. I'll take it from here. My thoughts are, number one, I'm not going to do my Harry Carey impression. Would you eat the moon? Pay extra if it was made of green cheese? <laughs> would you, would you? I would. It's well, a nice simple question, Spare ribs and some barbecue sauce. <laughs> you haven't seen Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey on Saturday Night Live. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's I'm grateful for that. But one of the things when we talked about talking about gratitude today um, that I thought of is I hold this tension of not being a naturally um, grateful feeling person mm. and um, still wanting to and loving recognizing all the good that is around me. Yeah. And I thought a little bit about um, like there are these beautiful scenes in movies, I think especially of at the very end of It's a Wonderful Life when George mm. Bailey is so happy to be alive and, you know, he comes back and, um, 
oh, you'll savings and loan. And, yep. you know, he's just like, oh, draft your old house. Yeah. With gratitude to yeah. see the things that even have hurt him in life. And I think about um, even G.K. Chesterton and his um, wonderful quote. It must be an orthodoxy when he talks about God saying to the son, do it again, do it, you know. And I think, okay, but that's not, um, I don't have that natural orientation of my heart not to be grateful because I feel gratitude a lot, but that kind of like, overpouring um of gratitude all the time i actually think my mom is is this way like i think she sees things and just has this mm. kind of natural bent to marvel at them and so it made me wonder what does more um what can gratitude look like if it's not just an overwhelming of feelings emotional and, gush yeah yeah and so it made me think a little bit about um uh, the 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 tenth leper in Luke hmm. when he comes back to Jesus because we don't hear a lot in that story about exactly how they all felt. Jesus told them to go to the priest, and so in a way, like that's the story when he sees ten lepers. Yeah, sorry, and he cleanses he them. cleanses them yeah. and he heals them, and um, then he tells them to go to the priest or go to their church, and one of them comes back to him and and says thank you. And you don't get more than a verse of like what happened, mm -hmm. but you see this um, person who may not have had any understanding of what just happened to him or why, but now all of a sudden has his whole life um, ahead of him and can go back to society and be with people feeling really grateful. And I was reading a commentary about that, that, that not parable, that actual story in the Bible. And the woman who wrote it wrote a little bit about a study that had come out of Berkeley a few years ago, um, suggesting that people who, not just the people who feel gratitude are transformed, like it's foundational mm. and on a daily basis as you recognize gratitude or think in this moment, I'm so grateful for my breath or I'm so grateful to be alive in those more quiet ways, but also the people who witness gratitude mm. are transformed mm. by it mm. so that it's not this private individual thing and gratitude lists in a journal are really good because they can help us be on the on the lookout but um there's also something about witnessing someone else's gratitude mm. that is profoundly transformational and so it made me really think about how thankful i get to be for people like mom or gk chesterton mm -hmm. um who will share their gratitude like that. And I don't have to become this entirely different kind of person who goes around just, yo, ho, ho, I am so grateful for my life every day. I could, but I can also just kind of um, feel God's tender nudging in my own heart when I do feel grateful and then look for ways to both express that throughout the day and to hold that um, awe when I see it in other people. No, but it's so strange because I would say when I think about the people of my life, in my life, um, you are one of the most grateful people that I think of. And I think of you experiencing gratitude and joy in what you see and what you experience all the time. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if maybe uh, as you say that, it's part of comparing our insides to other people's outsides. Totally. That's and probably uh, true. so that... I may see other people being grateful, be aware of that more, but I'm so aware of so many thoughts inside mm -hmm. me that are discontented or 
um, preoccupied or whatever it is that I don't recognize actually the gift that I might be bringing to somebody else when yeah, I am grateful. That's true. I think that's a, that is a very accurate perception. And I think comparison and gratitude, you know, go uh, opposite of hand in hand, hand in foot, whatever <laughs> awkward picture. It's not helpful, you know, uh-huh. and I think foot we all know mouth. that. Foot in mouth, mm. hand, foot, mouth disease. <laughs> don't get it. Don't let kids get it. But anyways, it made me think of this poem that I really love. So I wanted to read that to I'd end. I'd love to hear it. Okay. It's by W.S. Merwin, um, who was for a little while the poet laureate of the United States. And mm. he grew up, I think, in New York City. And his dad was a Presbyterian minister. So wow. he and I have a lot in common. Um, and I think towards the end of his life, he was sort of in a place of faith where he believed and didn't and struggled with that a little mm. bit. And this poem captures that and some gratitude in a beautiful way. Um I'll skip through a little bit of the middle section, but this is called Thanks by W.S. Merwin. Listen, with the night falling, we are saying thank you. We are stopping on the bridges to bow from the railings. We are running out of the glass rooms with our mouths full of food to look at the sky and say thank you. We are standing by the water, thanking it, standing by the windows, looking out in our directions. Back from a series of hospitals, back from a mugging after funerals, we are saying thank you. After the news of the dead, whether or not we know them, we are saying thank you. With the animals dying around us, taking our feelings, we are saying thank you. With the forests falling faster than the minutes of our lives, we are saying thank you. With the words going out like cells of a brain, with the cities growing over us, we are saying thank you faster and faster. With nobody listening, we are saying thank you, thank you. We are saying and waving dark though it is. So, thank you. Today, say thank you. Hey, it's Tim. I'm the producer here at Become New. I wanted to let you know if you'd like more resources or teaching from John, You can find it at our website, becomenew.com. Also, if you'd like to receive a text alert or the daily email that goes along with each video, let us know at becomenew.com slash subscribe. Lastly, if you need prayer, we'd love to pray for you. There's a group of us who meet each weekday, Monday through Friday, to pray over requests that are sent in from listeners. And so you can text us your prayer requests at the number 855-888-0444. We'll catch you next time.